Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So you had the first version of the college football playoff mm-hmm. rankings come out the last night. The rat poison. Yeah, which is interesting. We will get to that. but And, and as we say every single year, what we – I don't want to – hear from people who evaluate these things is they go on and on and on about how it doesn't matter and then have a 20-minute discussion about it, right? <laughs> so, like, we fully... Like we did last night. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess. I just, I, you can't have both. So, mm-hmm. to me, we operate under the assumption that, yes, we understand that things are going to change yes. with the rest of the games played. Right. However, what is important about these rankings is it gives you a peek into what the committee is thinking. Right. Now, because we've seen a couple of years of the committee do their thing, we kind of have an idea what they value and what they don't value. And they're generally going to be consistent with a couple of flaws here or there in that, and we like to see what they're thinking, what they value, how they look at these teams now, and that'll better give us an idea as things play out what we think might happen. So that's why we still talk about it. And I'm not going to start every one of these rankings discussions with the obvious, which is, well, it could all change. Well, no crap, it could all yeah. change. We understand that. Of course it's going to all change. We all got right. games left, a month of the season left. Uh. So, yeah, it's going to change. And as far as your point about what they value, let's just go back to last year. They value name identity. They value brand names. Ohio State didn't win their division didn't win their conference championship, but yet they were in the college football playoff and were skunked 31 to nothing by Clemson. That's just a fact. And so you look at this poll uh, currently, and, and they have Notre Dame there at three, and I think Notre Dame is deserving of that. I had them right at, I think I had them at four or five. I kept going back Notre Dame for Oklahoma uh, for uh, as far as my own personal uh, top four. Uh, and Notre Dame with the big win this past weekend going up against NC State, and uh, that helps. They only lose to Georgia by one. They they destroy USC and, and some bigger games still left on the docket. I felt fine with that, and they also have that brand identity. And, and a lot of people are saying, well, Notre Dame can win out and still be left out if a couple scenarios play out, uh, like Georgia and Alabama getting to the conference championship game and they have an epic contests and and everyone would be clamoring to see that one again and Georgia beat Notre Dame so you leave Notre Dame out because they don't have that 12th data point which is a conference championship game well I would think their cachet would supersede that that would be their 12th data point that the fact that they're Notre Dame that being said every team that uh, that sits there and feels like maybe they were snubbed like a Wisconsin They've got games ahead of them, one in particular, a conference championship game, and I think that's the only one that's going to really help them because it's clear as far as what this committee values, 
they devalued Wisconsin's schedule thus far. There's no doubt about it. It's not so much winning. Like, let's say, you know, they run into Ohio State in the conference championship game. It won't even be about winning the conference championship as it as much it'll be about beating Ohio State. Right. That's yeah. what it's about. Because it's another thing we've learned over these years is conference championships don't mean anything to this committee. It's all about who you beat and almost more importantly, and this poll shows you, these rankings show you, who you lose to. Because, and I know that Clemson ends up in this poll and they end up losing to Syracuse. And that's something that you're like, well, hold on a second. But they also have two top 15 wins, which changes everything for them. So that's why. Auburn, Vitek. It's a combination Mm -hmm. of who you lose to and who you beat. It's also a combination of how you win. Look at Miami. All the close wins they have. Yeah, and look at where they put them. Yeah, they put them right there at at, at, uh, 10 uh, uh, right behind an undefeated Wisconsin. Yeah. So, I mean, Wisconsin has to understand that, and I, I think that they do. I mean, when you look at and we even said, what was it, Jerry DiNardo, I think we had on, Big mm-hmm. Ten Network. You know what he said? I mean, it's, it's sort of the same thing. I mean, they're going to cruise through, and they're going to get to that championship game, and they, you know, their, their non-conference schedule was not that impressive, and it's all going to come down to that. And let's go back to the first college football playoff, the first ranking ever of the college football playoff, October 28th in 2014. The four teams that made that playoff, Florida State, Oregon, Alabama, Ohio State. Ohio State was 16th. They were ranked 16th in that initial playoff ranking way back when. Yeah, and and this this stat, Mikey B points out, seven of the 12 teams that were in the top four to begin the previous three seasons have failed to make the playoffs. exactly. Seven out of 12. Yeah. So and last year was it was uh, Texas A and M I believe and you know Texas A and M was sitting there at number four and of course didn't do anything after that who else was it uh, Michigan Texas A and M and Michigan and of course they didn't make it it was Alabama Clemson Washington and Ohio State Washington Ohio State and Michigan had that that uh, incredible game there in the horseshoe with the fourth down call that where Michigan yeah. stopped them. Quick uh, quick aside on Michigan I saw a tweet from one of Harbaugh's kids his, his son. That said, uh, Halloween, a tradition like none other, when I open the door and there's four kids there dressed as my father. <laughs> so I guess it's a popular costume. Uh, Khakis the, and a Michigan pullover. Right, probably yeah. a headset. And a hat. Yeah. yeah, and a hat. You know, so that's kind of, it's like, oh, God. Come on, get, get a little bit more creative. All right, so let's go back to the rat poison thing. So yep. how does Nick Saban now deal with this? Because... If everybody's saying that Alabama is the best, that the greatest ever is rat poison, then and now you've got them as the second team, not the first team in the rankings. Does he like that or does he hate that? Because now he can't complain. He can't sit there and complain that they're not the best team because he just told us that he doesn't like what everybody says they're the best. So you better not give me some nonsense about we should be number one because you don't like what people tell you you're the best. So you better take this and, and use it and do a chip on your shoulder thing uh, without being so loud about telling people that you're better than Georgia because if you're now fighting that fight, then you're fighting both fights and you sound hypocritical. Yeah, that, that's true. And, and and you use this as extra motivation or do you, as you've been preaching, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I missed you, Mike. I just looked down in here. I know. I was hoping you didn't see it. <laughs> what did Mike no, do? No, I just down on a rundown. Number one is George. He's got George, right? Oh, oh, he had a good week. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, I was hoping you didn't see it, but you saw it. But yeah. it took you a while. It did, yeah. Oh, yeah. It did take me a while. I mean, George I, and... I, <laughs> 
and what? <laughs> Notre Dan. Notre and, Dan. And, 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 and Clemens. <laughs> and Clemens is number four. Uh, my, if, you, if you haven't wow. listened to the show for its entirety, Mikey B has grammar problems, spelling problems. He miss. I usually pick. That up may on have been it. an autocorrect. That's weird. Yeah, but I mean, you know. No, still, it should be George is not something that would do an autocorrect. What is? It? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Number one's George. George. Just a guy. Right. Hey, I told you. Told you I'd be up here. All you haters start at the bottom. Now I'm here. Mm -hmm. George. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I really don't have a problem with any of this. And um, and, and, and as we know that with with games ahead, it'll it'll sort out. And I've never had a problem. I got to be honest with you. I've never had a problem with the, the final rankings of the college football playoff committee since its inception. Now, I know you have. And we well, have that fundamental right. disagreement about how much the conference championship means. When I'm looking at the totality of the season, you know, you put a lot more stock into winning the conference when I'll say that that conference is a Fakakta conference, where I'd rather put in a one-loss team or a two-loss team from this one because of the way that they lost and the teams that they played. Uh, but I've never, I mean, every single time when the dust settles, I'm like, yeah, I get it. It makes sense to me. Uh, well, last year did not make sense to me, and, and I did, it didn't make sense to me prior to us having – the, the college football playoffs, when, when Alabama got another shot at LSU in 2011 after losing to them during the regular season, not winning their division, not winning the conference, but yet you get a shot at, a, at, at the title. Uh, that didn't make sense to me. Ohio State last year did not make sense to me. For the most part, other than that, it has made sense to me. <laughs> I just I, I put a lot of stock in conference championships because that's where it starts. you got to win that first, and only after you win that should you have an opportunity to win a national championship. There's a natural progression here. Yeah, and this is where things get tricky because you know even though you have Georgia 1, Alabama 2, the committee is basing this on – they say they're going to base it on, you know, watching the games and all that. But, I mean, it's really – I mean, it's the results, right? You're not sitting there. It would be like the second quarter on a innocuous third and ten. Yeah. Have they converted or not? Be like, that team's great or they're not. <laughs> no, it's about the results in the end. You know, let's let's be real. Well, But, I, but I, hold on. But let yeah. me finish the point. Is that – is there a person in that room that thinks that Georgia is the better football team than Alabama right now? Because it's really about the resume yeah. and the fact that they beat another team in the top four. Yep. Georgia did, and that's and Alabama hasn't had right. that that g- uh, good of a win. So, is there someone? I mean, should we mm-hmm. be judging these teams on that? Like, how much of that should be like? There's, I mean, does anybody? If they go to a man, forget about. I mean, let's let's forget about who they played for a second. You watch these two teams. You know these two teams. You're telling me that Alabama's a better team than Georgia? Is there anybody saying that? No, and I would give Alabama the edge by just uh, smidgen because of the quarterback play. And Fromm has played well. Jake Fromm, true freshman there for uh, Georgia, he had not had to do a lot. I think he threw seven, eight passes the other day versus Florida. They only had 42 plays in that uh, smashing of, of, of Florida and ending Jim McElwain's career. His career was probably over even before that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. We didn't. I, I was doing local shows. That didn't yeah. come up. I oh, wanted God. so badly to talk How about it. How bizarre was that? Yeah, I know. Uh, what a year for him. Yeah. Right? I mean, like the whole shark, shark hump to this. Yeah. <laughs> to, to out he couldn't to, have handled that more poorly. Yeah, death threats. Uh, uh, yeah, those phony death, death threats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alabama, their big, their bigger games are ahead of them. Like this weekend, LSU. Then you have Auburn, and and then you have Mississippi State. And I was surprised Mississippi State the way they've been throttled on the road versus Georgia and Auburn. Yet they're still 
uh, ranked 16th in this poll. A big win for them going on the road and beating A&M. And you picked A&M in a picks, way. by the way. I know. Yeah. I did horrible in the college stuff. I think uh, you ended up going to. I went 5-1. and one. I You was, went 5-1 last week? Yeah, I oh, I hate you. 3-0 and oh in college. And you know what's crazy? I had four college ba- games picked. I had to eliminate one. And the one I eliminated was also a win. So I would have gone 4-0. Oh, I picked four of them. 3-0 and oh in college. 2-1 and one in the NFL. And the one game I lost in the NFL, it was the Patriots and the Chargers. Mm. And the spread was 7.5 or 8. Or I and they won by 7. No, no, it was 8.5. It was 8.5, I think. And it was the, the was final it 2013? Score was 8. Yeah, no, or 21-13, tw- uh. I think. So I, I, I missed out on a 6-0 and a week by a wow point. Yeah, I stunk up the joint. So yeah, two and order, one. order is back now. So I was, what, 2-1 two two, and one NFL, 1-2 think... in, in, one in, in college, I believe. Yeah. I remember correctly. Was he 3-3 three 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 or 2-4? and four? Come on, Mike. Man. Get on this, man. 3-3, three man. Three, I know Mike's man. been last couple of days. I wasn't here. Mike's decided to. He, he Come takes on, a George. Bit, takes his foot off the gas pedal a little bit. That's what I hear. Three Cruise three. control. He does. He puts his feet uh. up. He puts his feet up. He tells me this. Spitz tells me this. Our program director. When I'm not here, he decides like it's vac. It's like a vacation day without being a vacation day. Substitute right? teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, sort of like that. Take so, your feet well, off the ottoman, man. So if I was here, he would have had the picks figured out, mm. the records and everything. But since I'm not here now, he's scrambling. He doesn't know who picked who and what the records are and any of that. Stuff. No clue. Three, yeah. three. I'll be I honest. Believe. About it. I believe no. I was didn't three care. And three. Yeah. Okay. Well, I care. Five and one. I hate you, man. Uh, but anyway, my point is with Alabama, the, the the bigger games are still left on the docket for them. Of course, LSU this week, and and even Auburn. You look at Auburn with their two losses, and they're sitting there at fourteen. Now they they have A and M this week, but they still have Georgia to play. They still have Alabama to play. So we'll see if they can pick up the pieces from that horrible second half showing. That'd be something versus LSU, and LSU is playing better right now. I don't think they win this weekend, but they're playing better. Uh, so there's still. A lot of football left. Yeah, I, I don't believe in Auburn against good teams. I just don't. I mean, I think that, that their offense, if you look back, and we've talked about this, their offense against legitimate defenses over the last few years, last couple of years, this season, last season, I mean, they go into a shell. They can't do a damn well, thing. Well, I'm not going to compare this season to last year because they didn't have a damn quarterback last year. But this year, uh, LSU, first half, yeah. They were excellent, 23 points. Then the second half, nothing. Clemson, of course, they did nothing. And it, it, it all in that ball game, losing fourteen to six. Uh, so yeah, they they have not fared well versus the better defenses. Their defense is still playing well. You just can't leave them on the on the field all afternoon. You just want them to hang on bad because you had them preseason, didn't you? No, I, I'm done with that. Look what happened with uh, my Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. they lost their quarterback. I mean, uh, but they've been really bad. So you just you need you need one in there. Who else, who are your other two? You had Auburn, you had Florida State. Who are your other two in the preseason? I had You didn't have Alabama in there. Or was no, that last year you didn't no, have? No, it was this year. I had Auburn. Clemson? Um did I have Clemson? I don't recall. Hmm. I think I had Oklahoma. Okay. I definitely had Oklahoma and uh Big Ten team? Hmm. Penn State, yes. Okay. That's All right. it. Thank you. Whew. Rough go. Yeah. Rough go. A big fella. It's okay. I didn't make any preseason picks for that exact oh. reason. <laughs> I can sit here now and gloat. Mm. 855-212-4CBS. Your thoughts on the first edition of the college football playoff rankings of 2017. 855-212-4227. Take your college football calls and also the NFL trade deadline. My new favorite thing. Keep it right here. 
Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Bogus is here. He's got an update for us. What's happening, Bogus? You know the guest coming up here, guys? No, no. no we okay. Don't. Well, we do at, at, uh, in 15 minutes, so hurry up. The Dodgers send struggling young outfielder Jack Peterson to the minors back late in the summer. Then they left him off the And NL- here's Brett McMurphy on with us now. <laughs> Brett, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. No. Then they left him off their NLDS roster, but Peterson very involved in the World Series. Musgrove into the wine. Here's a pitch. Peterson with a fly ball to left. Well hit. Back at the wall. Gonzalez lets it go out. Peterson delivers again. What a World Series for Jock Peterson. Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio calling Peterson's third homer of the series after not going deep over his final 36 regular season games surrounding that demotion. The solo shot came in the seventh and capped the scoring last night in L.A., Peterson's Dodgers held off the Astros 3-1 to extend the World Series to Jack game Peterson looks like Jason LaConfora, seven. doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, I think, I, a little bit, yeah. They got that thing going. Uh-huh. I think we talked about that before, but I think the, yeah, they got the, the yes. Yeah, I mean, it looked like from it could be his, his nephew or something. Like it looks LaConfora-ish, if you say so. I mean, the, Brian, you with me on this one? Come on, he's in there somewhere. LaConfora, yeah, yeah LaConfora is in there. All right, yeah. Jock locking four. No, he just needs a natty light in his hand, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, and, and anger about U.S. soccer. Well, <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and, and a Kaepernick report. Uh, Houston actually led first last night on, <laughs> what? on George Those Springer's. Those are the things he likes. Right. These are a few of my favorite <laughs> things. Uh, Houston led 1-0 on in a third inning homer from George Springer. Then L.A. scored twice in the sixth, including Corey Seager's tie-breaking sack. Fly Peterson's homer came in the seventh. Then Kenley Jansen pitched two perfect innings for the save. Dave Roberts, proud as guys, kept themselves alive. To see the fight, the resiliency in our guys, the no-quit, the playing for one another, we have that in our in our clubhouse. Roberts will start you, Darvish, tonight. Lance McCullers Jr. goes for Houston. The home team had won nine straight World Series Game 7s. Then the Giants won in KC in 2014, and the Cubs won in Cleveland last year. Have we done this year. before with, with Game 7s? Have we done this here? Uh, it's possible. Do you want games seven? Well, I don't. I think I, it sounds ridiculous, but there's some people that uh, I remember my old update anchor in Pittsburgh who was they thought he was some sort of English professor. Well, it was insistent upon it being games seven. Games? It's one game. Game seven. But but the thing is, like, it's not. It's games. When you're talking about the plural, it's not sevens that are plural. It's games that are plural. Right, but so, game seven to me is one thing. Was it game six last night? Yes. You're missing the point. So let's yeah. just talk to Greg about <laughs> that. <Thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's when you plural, when you make it more than one, when you talk about multiple games, right. is it game sevens or is it games seven? Ah. Because it's not it's not the sevens that are plural. It's the right. games that are plural. Right. Okay. I, I now says, understand the point. Okay. Everybody yeah. says game sevens. Is that grammatically correct? Uh, that's wrong. Well, it's games seven. No. Uh, Dave Sims, who I, I respect a lot, when yeah. he spoke to us as Fordham students, he tried to push on us that it should be times out because you're taking a time, like, and the same logic. But timeout's one word. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's a thing. Like, you have timeouts. Right. You don't have times out. And it might right. be, I mean, even like grammatic, if we're to like the grammatical sense, 
a team, whether they're the Knicks or the Bulls, that's actually a singular unit. So you should mm. say, like, the Knicks drafts Kristaps Porzingis, but no one ever does because it, cr- it crushes your mouth and your head to say the Knicks drafts because that's what you would say. Like, Greg drafts Porzingis. I've the heard Knicks, that. The you Knicks say are, Knicks draft pick. No, no, no. Drafts as the verb should right, be singular because the Knicks are one unit. But that's all. It's all too overthought. It's game sevens. It's timeouts and everything else. Yeah, I don't know. Timeouts and game sevens are different things, though, man. You know, I think we're used to game sevens, but I think it's wrong. No. Like I'm still gonna say game sevens. Thank you. But I know that it's wrong. Uh, when I'm, I'm saying gonna it. say games seven. <laughs> In the many games seven that we have, seen. he doesn't sound it right. Doesn't right. sound right. Mike, your thoughts. George. <laughs> Did you mean Georgia? Like Georgia and Alabama atop the college football playoff Just rankings? George. Okay, uh, then six, seven, and one teams follow those two unbeaten, starting with Notre Dame and Clemson. NFLPA lawyers are appealing on behalf of Ezekiel Elliott to the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. They're hoping for an injunction while that appeal is heard, which would allow Elliott to continue playing. Right now, his six-game suspension is in effect. Little resistance for the Thunder last night in Milwaukee. Robertson high for the rebound, and the Thunder again make it one and done for the Bucks, who they're out rebounding by 13. Westbrook kicks to Melo, stepping into a three straight on, right between the eyes, to ching another Thunder money ball on Westbrook's eighth setup. Melo now has 13. Matt Pinto on Thunder Radio. Melo finished with 17 points. Westbrook had nine assists, 10 rebounds, and 12 points as OKC cruised to a 110-91 victory. Jaleel Okafor joining the esteemed group of Anthony Bennett and and Hashim Thabit, top three picks who did not get their fourth-year options on their rookie contract picked up. The Sixers reportedly choosing not to pay Okafor $6.3 million for next season. And a selfish hockey note, the Rangers scored four times in the third to not lose to the expansion Vegas Golden Knights last night, 6-4. Boys? All right, Bogus, thank you. You can go to our Twitter account, at G.O. and Jones, G.I.O. and Jones. There is a side-by-side of Jason Lockenfora and Jock Peterson, and you can make the call on your own if you think the two look alike. So we do have Brett McMurphy joining us, and we do have to get to the NFL trade deadline, but this is something we've been hanging on to for a little bit. And you had your, on Sunday, Better Man Show premiere in New York. You were on WCBS in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So you had a premiere party in New Jersey. Mikey B., producer of this show, went to that party because it was very yep. close to his house. You invited right. him, free food and drink and fun. So Mikey B shows up there with a recorder to get some interviews. Now, Mike still hasn't mastered the audio stuff here, and he's going to make excuses for himself. Did you wear headphones this time? I did, and I'll tell you the issue is the iPhone is the recorder, so every time I bring it to somebody or put it in front of their face, I can't look at the levels. I can't tell. Well, why, why not, Why can't though? you look at the level? Because, why can't you do that? Because the iPhone, it's on the iPhone. The screen goes dark. I can't see where they're bouncing. All right. But you can hear it, right, with the headphones in. It was very loud there. Okay. It was. Great atmosphere. Now, these, is this, <laughs> yeah, a lot of tipsy people. Blame, blame the robust atmosphere. <laughs> That's what happens when you have an open bar. You're right. So there's <laughs> just a couple things I, I wanted to play from this, and uh, you're not going to be able to hear some of it because of, uh, Mike's level excuse, whatever that was. Um, but the, the first of which is you and the wonderful, elusive, beautiful <laughs> Gladys, mm-hmm. your wife, mm-hmm. who 
I mean, I don't think I'm out of line in saying is estranged from you. <laughs> yes, like not totally. We cool in the picture. Half wife, <laughs> not <laughs> like it's not an ex wife. It's a half wife. Is that okay? I Cor- mean, she's there. We cool. Quarter wife, <laughs> cheaper to keep her. Gladys, cheaper to keep her. Peralta. All right, so she was there. Yeah. She was supporting half hub. It was actually our anniversary. Get out of here! Oh, yep. Is that why she was up here? Oh, she, she came up for the. Uh, and she reminded me of this. Oh no! But, uh, when I said you're gonna come up for the the premiere watching parties. Yeah. She goes, it's our anniversary. Huh? Our premiere watch party, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she says, you know it's our anniversary. Oh, damn. No, I didn't. Anyway. Do you still, I mean, do you still celebrate anniversaries when you're not really? Uh, I would say no. Yeah. That's got to go away. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah, mean, yeah. when you're, I mean, her birthday, you give her a call, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You know, anniversary, that's got to go away. Right. It's got to disintegrate at this point in your relationship. Yeah. So come on, Gladys. That's why I forgot. So, so Mike goes up to... Both Brian and Gladys. And remember, Gladys lives down in Florida. Brian up here, and he likes to send her away when he can. So keep that in mind when you uh, when you hear the two of them speak here. Very loud. you got to listen hard. But this is the Better Man premiere with Brian Jones and his half-wife, Gladys. All right, here right now with uh, the star of the Better Man show, Brian Jones, and his beautiful wife, Gladys. Gladys, nice to meet you finally. You too, you too. Thank you. What did you think of the uh, first episode here in New Jersey? Amazing. Amazing. I couldn't believe how hard I laughed, how much I learned. It's so funny. It's so cool. I love it. Any anxiety here, Brian, watching it in front of all these people? It was great, but you know, you got all these people in front of you a little nervous? Anxiety? How the hell do you spell that? No, I ain't no anxiety, man. I hadn't watched any of the episodes, though. This is the first time I actually tuned in and watched. I don't like watching me. I don't like hearing me. And you guys that I work with don't like hearing me either. So this is all true. Why would I want to hear me? I'm just glad Gladys enjoyed it. Now I'm going to put her on a plane and get her ass back to Florida. Get out of here. <laughs> you ain't even here too long? No. Well, I got your itinerary right here, so your flight leave in 10 minutes. You late. <laughs> You're fine. It was so much fun. I loved it. Okay, she loved it. Bye. Turn back on. <laughs> you are unbelievable. There she is giving you these rave reviews, and all you want her is to get out of there. She's like, you bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful, amazing. <laughs> all these things, and you're like, yeah, okay, shut up, bye. <laughs> I mean, if that's not you in a nutshell, at the Better Man premiere, <laughs> which is I'm, just amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, right, sure you were. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so you, you love this. You had to come back because I ended up staying a little later at the party, and uh, she went and saw some friends. And my buddy took my damn car keys, so she had to bring me the other set of keys for the car, and uh, we parted a little longer. Oh, so, good. Right. Glad she didn't get on that plane. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Gladys, I love Gladys. All right, so the next clip is from ex- executive producer. Steve something, Brian? Oh, Steve P. Ryan. All right. Yeah. Like Samaj P. Ryan? He, he, yeah, he, he's a hoot. That's a weird... That's <laughs> funny. I think, so, I think he pronounces his parent. I don't know. I said yeah. P. Ryan. So, Steve... Well, Michael P. Ryan, Samaj P. Ryan. We'll you're going to be a P. Ryan. <laughs> you're going to be you a P. Ryan if I had anything to say about it. All right. So, uh, Steve, executive producer Steve and Mikey B. caught up with one another. And, you know, Mike is asking him about the better man and you evolving into mm. into a, a great man. Finally, how has Brian personally made you a better man? 
How has Brian made me a better man? No, no, you don't understand. My job is to make him a better man. And there's a long road to hoe. It's a long, long road to hoe. So we're going to have to do a lot of episodes for a lot of seasons to get this guy back in shape. <laughs> I respect that. He once hit me with a bat. Uh, was it a baseball bat or was it like an Ozzy Osbourne kind of situation? Wooden bat. Uh, okay. All right. Well, you know, those are fine. The aluminum was really hurt. Agreed. Thank you for your time. First of all, it's a long row to hoe, yeah. not a road. Right. We, yeah, we've gone over that. It's a long row. Okay. <laughs> and okay, P. Ryan. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be a long journey for me. <laughs> I told you I'm going on this 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 excursion with all the other men. Right. Uh, my favorite part about that is when Mikey B goes, he was hit me with a bat. And then Steve goes, okay, well, you know. <laughs> What are we going to do about it? Nothing we can do about that. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't aluminum. You know? We taught him that. Yeah. That was part of his anger toolbox. Make sure you check that anger out there, okay? Yeah. We, a wiffle. Yeah. In, in his anger toolbox, once he had an aluminum bat, we replaced it in the toolbox mm-hmm. with the wooden bat. Hey, out there. How's your anger toolbox? <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, Brett McMurphy joins us to talk about the college football playoff rankings. We're coming right back. Get our ass back to Florida. Get out of here. You're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Brett Big Murphy, College Football Insider. Brett, good morning. Thanks for joining morning, us. Guys. What's happening? How you doing? We're doing well. Outstanding. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, first thoughts on the first rankings of 2017. What do you got? Well, they got it right because those were the, my top four, too. So I, I agree with the committee this week. Um, I thought it was fairly simple based on, again, not necessarily who is the best team, but who has the best resume and who's playing the best right now. And I think that was an easy call to put Georgia above Alabama, which is probably the best thing that could ever happen to Nick Saban. (laughs) Um, And then Notre Dame's resume, you know, three quality wins by double digits. Um, And then you, I would would have given Clemson the odd, and then they give Oklahoma the odd over Ohio State because of head to head, and Ohio State over Penn State because of head to head. So uh, it it was it was pretty clear cut, and at least now we can see how the committee is is valuing different items. Uh, the thing is, remember they they kind of change as the year goes on, and, and the one thing to keep in mind is at the end of the year in the final poll, and these things will change a lot is how much do they value the conference championships? And that's going to be the the big, uh, the most fascinating point going forward if we do have a 12-0 and Alabama and 12-0 and Georgia meet for the SEC title is what do they do with the loser? And I, I, I think it's pretty simple. If there's a, if they are, is another Power 5 one-loss champion being compared with a one-loss non-SEC champion, I think they'll take the S. The, excuse me. I think they'll take the conference champion over the non-SEC champion. But if you're comparing a two-loss conference champion with a one-loss non-SEC champion, I think we'll have two SEC teams in the in the playoff for the first time. Brett, do you believe, like I believe, that they also value brand name? The, the the big box names, man, like Ohio State last year didn't win the division, didn't win the conference championship, but yet they were still in the playoff. You know, I I do, but I think 
and I've gone through the mock process, you're basically looking at numbers and data, and obviously you've seen the teams play. I think subconsciously, maybe because you're more familiar with these teams, that you do it. But I don't. I don't. I believe 100 percent they do not have a, a perceived agenda where it says, "Here are the teams with the biggest brand names, and we want to get them in." Um, however, all the teams with the biggest brand names are teams that people are more familiar with. They see them on TV more often. So maybe that kind of leads to what you're saying, but I don't think they specifically target um, those teams with the bigger brand names. But I do think along those lines of thinking, in the first year, I believe if TCU or Baylor had Oklahoma on or Texas on their jersey instead of TCU or Baylor, I certainly don't think they would have dropped out of the number three spot in that final poll down to number six. Um, but I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's intentional, but I do think it, it could impact them a little bit. Outside of the top four, two teams that feel like maybe they got slighted a little bit are Wisconsin and Miami. Did you agree with where they ended up? Uh, I agree. I mean, they haven't, they haven't beat anybody. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't have any um, Wisconsin doesn't have any top 25 wins. They may not even play a top 25 team the entire season. Um, you know, and then you look at Mich- uh, excuse me, Miami. They don't have a top 25 win, and on top of that, they're they're squeaking by. You know, which is great. You 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 win in advance. I mean, the good news for both of those is if, if you're Wisconsin, if you're 13 and 0, and you've got a Big Ten championship. No matter how weak the regular season was, if you beat Ohio State for the Big Ten championship, you should get into the playoff. And the same with Miami. If you win the remaining remainder of your schedule, including Notre Dame, including most likely Clemson in the ACC title game, you will be in the playoff. So I wouldn't be too concerned with where these guys are now. Remember, two of the three years we've had um, Ohio State was 16 in the initial poll. Uh, it came back to get in the playoff. Oklahoma was number 15 a couple years ago. They came all the way back to get into the playoff. Um, so I think as long as you're in that top 12 to 15 range right now, there's enough games ahead of you on the schedule where you can move up. From where the Pac-12 sits, Washington is number 12, uh, number 12 on, on the initial rankings. Do you think they're in peril sitting there at number 12? Well, they you know they obviously have to win out. I think. They're, they're in a similar situation with uh, with the Big 12. I think the only way the Pac-12 or the Big 12 gets a conference champion in is specifically Washington is the only one-loss team remaining. They have to win out. They have to get the 12-1 and one to get in there. The same with the Big 12. You've got TCU, you've got Oklahoma, you've got Oklahoma State, all with one loss. Bedlam's this week in Stillwater, so the loser of, of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, is out. Um, for the Big 12 to get somebody in the playoff, they're going to have to be a one-loss team. So either TCU, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State has to win out, and in the Pac-12, Washington has to win out. If one of those two lose, like I said before, if we have that Alabama-Georgia scenario undefeated in the in the championship, a one-loss non-SEC champ, I think, gets in over a two-loss Pac-12 or a two-loss Big 12 champ. So Iowa State having knocked off two top five teams, if they continue to run the table, no way they're getting in. I just can't see them jumping a one-loss a one-loss um, champion. Um, is as, as impressive as their their resume would be, uh, they, they still have two losses. They'd have a loss to 
to Iowa. They have a loss to Texas. I understand. I guess in your scenario, they would have gone through the Big 12 undefeated um, and won their final 10 games. You know, is that enough to get up above a one-loss champ? We'd have to see. It'd be the first time in the history of the, you know, it's a small sample size, but it'd be the first time in the history we've had a two-loss team make the playoff. Um, if in your scenario that happens and it, there is an opening for a two-loss team, they certainly would have the, the most impressive resume of the two-loss teams out there. But, you know, one thing going against Iowa State in your scenario is, you know, what if Penn State's sitting there at 11-1, without a conference championship? Uh, what if Georgia's one loss without a conference championship? How would you? How does the committee pair or compare those schools against a two-loss Iowa State team that went through the Big 12 undefeated and won their final 10 games? Gio and Jones with College Football Insider Brett McMurphy across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I still think there's a chance, depending on how those games go, when you're talking about the one-loss champion in a Power 5 conference against the other team that loses uh, the non-champion, the SEC, between Alabama and Georgia. Because I do think they look at these games, and if it's 20-19, to and both those teams in Alabama and Georgia, who they have at 1-2 right now, are not going to snot out of each other, and then you look at the resume, and there's going to be a lot of hemming and hawing. Do you see, I mean, you seem pretty set on, on your scenario playing out. You know, I'm not so sure from what I've seen this from this committee thus far. Well, the, again, keep in mind, as much as we want to sit here and break it down and say this is what they're going to do or this is, you know, based on past history, you know, guys, it's, it's this simple. This is a beauty contest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're the ones that, you know, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and they're the ones who can decide who they think are the best, and we can totally disagree. I think in your scenario, I think, strangely enough, that Georgia would have the better chance over Alabama if they had one loss and didn't have a conference championship because of the win against Notre Dame, especially if Notre Dame wins out. Um, The thing is, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but the committee does put a lot of value on conference championships, whether they should or not, we could, that's a discussion for another day, but they do seem to value that conference championship a great, great deal. And again, go back to that first year, Ohio state was number six, blew out Wisconsin, won the Big Ten Championship. TCU and Baylor split their conference championship because they did not have a conference championship game. And Ohio State vaulted all the way into the playoff. Brett, was that more about the actual conference championship, achieving that, or just having an opportunity to beat another really good team to make the the resume more robust? I think it it was a combination. I I know that I've talked to people I respect that have been on the committee previously, and and you know we will never know but they wonder <clears throat> excuse me if ohio state wasn't so dominating in that in that final game would would they have gotten the jump so what, did they get the jump because they were so impressive or because they won the conference championship i kind of think it's a little of both and the one thing i you know i need to ask kirby hokut and, and get his his uh, take on this because i'm not sure what it is in the past they've talked so much about 13th data point a team out of 13th data point notre dame can only play 12 games there's nothing they can do to play a 13th game so in the past they said a 13th data point in essence was an advantage over teams that only played 12 games they basically admitted that's why that one of the reasons the big 12 went to a championship game is because the committee told them having the 13th data point gave their 
conference teams, put them on level footing with the other Power Five conferences. Notre Dame will not have that opportunity. How does that impact their their evaluation and their ranking of Notre Dame when we get into this final week? Because also, as, as much as we want to make about these rankings leading up to the final one, they're, they're all meaningless. They don't mean anything. They're absolutely – they should just wait until the final <laughs> – until the, the final – you know, the first week of December and say, here's our, here's our final four. Obviously, you want to build up the suspense – because they they'll shuffle these teams around, and, you know, and it doesn't matter again until we get that final one. Yeah, they should go. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play dot it. Oh, the way of the uh, NCAA basketball committee—that's what they do—and let us all uh, fume and 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 him and haw after oh, they yeah. made you, their you decision. Oh yeah, you have a lot of outrage. Yeah, again. It, <laughs> If people get all riled up about, well, my, you know, Wisconsin, I'm all, we're only number nine. Look, it doesn't matter. You got yeah. five weeks. The yeah. la- last poll is is the one that matters. Well, I, I agree with you. And uh, about 2014, if TCU or Baylor were Texas or or, or Oklahoma, there's no way they would have been. They would have dropped out of the the top four uh, in that scenario. And I think the conference championship now with just uh, ten teams will will be a detriment possibly to the Big Twelve. Yeah, but Brian, I think it, I agree. If, again, you know TCU versus the winner of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. If if that's a matchup of teams with one loss, then I think it helps the Big Twelve tremendously because then you've got a one-loss champion that would have had another quality win. Mm-hmm. The problem is TCU still has to go at Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State's going to eliminate one of those. If Oklahoma State wins at home against Oklahoma, they still have to go at Iowa State. So by the time they get to the conference championship game, both teams may already have two losses and they're going to be out anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a it's just a, a gamble you have to take. The funny thing is the SEC in the years that they've been down, they've avoided the upset in the conference championship game where some other leagues haven't been so fortunate, right. especially the the Big Twelve when we were back in the BCS. Um, they've been the, the heavy chalk has always won in the SEC and they've benefited from that. Brett, thanks for the time this morning. We always enjoy talking to you. Great. Thanks, guys. Brett McMurphy, college football insider on G.O.N. Jones. All right. We haven't gotten into it yet. The NFL trade deadline, unlike any we have ever seen. I thought it was fake accounts. You know, those Twitter accounts of the ah, fake like Schefter and Rappaport yeah. fake accounts. I thought all fake accounts yesterday. Mm. Not fake accounts. Real accounts. G.O.N. Jones coming right back. CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.